Hi everybody, welcome to A Therapist and a Lawyer Walk Into a Bar. I am Caitlin, the therapist in this equation. I'm John, the therapist in this equation. She's a liar. No, I'm the lawyer. I'm the liar. Yeah, liar, liar, pants Mm -hmm. on fire. That was a movie that I was so obsessed with growing up, Liar, Liar. Jim Carrey at the height of his powers. I mean, I love your jugs. I want to squeeze them. I mean, that elevator scene. Uh, yeah, you're such a liability. We, we've we been recording for less than a minute. You've already said jugs. <laughs> um, I was quoting a film. Right, right. Um, so, yeah just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping but we got to jugs first which is always good it's always good so it's a good jumping off point yeah yeah jugs Mm -hmm. Jugs. that's the second base it's good bedtime Mm. tea yeah yeah should we start again, or are you okay with everything that just happened? <laughs> I don't know. I know that for a fact that you're not okay with it. Just like, ooh. You brought up Liar Liar, so. Oh, you oh. got it. Do we have a package? That's kind of late. Or is it a raccoon? I don't know. Somebody just did something and then ran away. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I wonder what it could be. Um... I am maybe concussed because I was wrestling with Archie less than an hour ago and fell backwards off the bed. And I mean, he took you down. He took me down. He took you down to shut um, it down. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It was, uh, uh, that was, I had my it was eyes, a clean hit. It was a clean hit. I, I mean, my eyes no... closed and, and I was frozen because we play wrestling with a side of, Um, being frozen and I had my eyes closed and he this is not his fault, it's my fault but he tackled me and I fell backwards off the bed onto the back of my head so um, who knows where I'm at it doesn't hurt bad but I can definitely feel like my eye on that side of my head which doesn't feel great Um, is your dominant eye? Um, no, it is. No, yes, it is my dominant eye. Okay. Yeah, Let's I fell. I kind of fell on my the right side of my head. Yeah. Um, so we'll just hope that I'm um, with it today. With that mm. being said, wanted to welcome everybody. I know we've gotten some new listeners in the last week or so. So welcome to welcome. the OGs, to the new people. And want to invite you to rate and review us on Apple and Spotify. And John's smiling and doing his best to refrain from making this unpleasant for everyone. Well, it's just a reminder that it's pay to play. Yeah, right. Newbies, okay. That's the. Was the that the heater that just went off? That's a good question. It's like so loud and now it's off. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, please check us out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. People are still rating, but people are unwilling to put words down. So, 
Lots of people are texting me, telling me what they think about the podcast. Yeah, but just put the text into yes, the yeah. comment. You know what? Next time one of you wants to text me to say how much you love it and or you know, quipping yeah. on this and that, just... We've canceled text plans on our phones. Yeah, if you have something you want to tell me, you can tell me just, through Apple or Spotify. This is how we communicate now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you start a podcast and we'll hear what you have to say on oh, your rival podcast. Sure, sure, sure. So, yeah, you can rate and review us there. And then that we want to thank our paid subscribers over on Substack, which make this podcast possible to support our time and energy that we put into this. And so we appreciate that, which is one thing I didn't say at the jump is that this podcast is a companion piece to my newsletter over there on Substack called Dialoguing. Mm and that's where you can find us yeah uh, you know the more we'll find me paid subscribers we have maybe the bigger house we can get and we'll have less cat cat interference you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like maybe that is our that's Mm -hmm. our goal Mm -hmm. reduce cat interference through paid subscription is that our goal Mm, sounds yeah. like that's your goal. So it's a goal. It's a goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I'm at the point. We've talked about this ad nauseum. Like I, my dream would be like not much in our life changes. Except for the cats are no longer part of our life. <laughs> not that. Um. But just, you know. I, what I want money can't buy, which is like, we got humble dreams. No, I just like, I would love more time, which yeah. I guess money can buy. Um, cryogenics. Is that what we're, that what we're talking? No, about? but if you're like, well, independently wealthy, then you don't have to work as much, but I don't want to not, this is the fight that we get in all the time is like, I don't want to not work. Cause I really like my job and I just wish I wish I could be Michael Keaton in multiplicity I wish I could which one well no I want to be all of them I want to have a part of me that can go to work and see clients I want a part of me that can spend time with Archie I want a part of me that's getting enough sleep I want a part of me that gets to pursue creative freedoms I want another part of me that gets to um, do all the physical things they want to do. I mean, maybe we're remembering this movie differently, but I feel like the the ultimate um, moral of multiplicity is like multiplying yourself is bad. Like it's well, yeah. progressively worse. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, there. That was the deal, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the first half of the movie where it feels like a solution. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you want to yeah. live in the first half of multiplicity. Right, right, cool. right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, God, Michael Keaton. He's like a... I found him very attractive. I guess that a lot of people find him attractive. You're asking me? I think I was supposed to think he was attractive. But Let us know in the comments, is Michael Keaton attractive? No, please don't. But I'm just realizing, like, objectively... But now all I can think about of him is him in that... I mean, for me, McDonald's he, movie. For me, he's Batman. Mm. He's always Batman to me. Mm-hmm. Right. For me, he's... And, Paci- and Pacific Heights and Beetlejuice. 
very different. I don't know what Pacific Heights is. Oh, that's a good one. Is it a movie or a TV show? It's a movie. Okay. He's, um, oh, what is it? What are the actor's name? It's, um. Pacific Heights. Pacific Heights. I can't remember what his name is. He was a big 80s actor in the 80s, 90s. Matthew Modine. Yep. And uh, they buy a, um, a, a house in San Francisco, and they lease out the ground floor. <clears throat> and he essentially is like a real bad dude okay. who sensibly like rents out places in these houses and like gets the people like to go crazy and then buys the house from them for cheap. It's like a whoa, interesting. Yeah, Ooh, okay. it's a. It's a real thriller. That's an interesting premise. Yeah. It's kind of original. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, there's lots of pictures in the IMDb of him just with, like blood all over his face. Does, yeah. Does he die? Uh, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. Um, ooh, Matthew Modine. Man, 90s heartthrobs. Anyway, um, how did we get it? Oh, me multiplying myself. Um, anyway, all I was trying to say was, uh, if you want to rate and review us on Spotify and Apple, you're welcome to. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, and that we're supported by our paid subscribers on Substack. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was thinking we could talk about my newsletter at the top or at the back. What would you prefer? Oop, you're about to lose your mic. Um, I mean, it's a it's a heavy topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So does that mean you want to breeze into it later? No, let's let's dive in. Dive in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So this week I wrote about. To be honest, it doesn't feel that heavy to me anymore. <laughs> yeah, it was heavier. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was More very heavy when it happened. But this week I wrote about. I had been sober since May 21st, and we went out to dinner last weekend, and I was accidentally served an alcoholic drink and drank it, and all the kind of shock of that experience and feeling... I don't want to go into all the like nooks and crannies of exactly what happened, but cause it's all in my newsletter, but basically running through just feeling mm-hmm. really violated and surprised and disappointed. And I think the th- thing that I really grappled with the first couple days was just like <sighs> feeling It was really uh, interesting to watch how much it was about the number of days that I had accumulated. Mm -hmm. And I really was like wrestling with, do I reset my sober date? Do I just like pretend like it didn't happen? (laughs) Do I... um, And kind of like almost like observing myself going through all those stages of it. And once I realized part of 
being sober the last five and a half months. A piece of that is when you're not, when I wasn't engaging in a numbing experience, like, it's much harder to, we've got interference. That broke. Sure. <laughs> Grandma. Grandma. Are you spamming people with lions? Welcome to Lions Corner. Coming off the bye week, lines are looking strong and healthy. We injury report looks like everyone's coming back. We got Jonah Jackson back. We got Frank Ragnall back. Looks like uh, Graham Glasgow is locked in the right guard position. David Montgomery back. His hand taking the uh, the carries. We're going to be interested to see what our split time is between Gibbs and Montgomery in the backfield. Lot to be uncovered in week. All right, that was Lion's Corner. Great. Um, so, yeah, I don't yeah. know where I was. But, yeah, I think once I realized that piece of it and was able to kind of, oh, I was talking about, like, being honest yeah, it was good. I realized it was going to be impossible for me to pretend like this didn't happen or act like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. It's, you know, uh, I realized I wasn't going to be able to get away with that with myself, which I think is a thing I notice a lot in sobriety is my ability to get away with stuff with myself has changed mm-hmm. and... You know, I think, yeah, just not being able to lie to myself, I think, in the same way that I might have been able to before. So, so yeah, I wrote about just feeling a little bit about how and why I got sober and what it's been like the last five and a half months and kind of leading up to that and, and then kind of just the heartbreak of having a series of very random events at this random restaurant Mm -hmm. uh, causing me to start over and feeling I, I kind of knew that this would happen at some point but I thought it would be like a sip of something you know like an accidental sip I didn't think it was going to be like I consumed an entire drink and was about to order another one. And they were like, no, that has alcohol in it. And I was like, what? And I think that reminded me of just one, like I said in my newsletter, I need to be more willing to be annoying because the reason why I didn't double check is because I think it's annoying to be like, this is not alcoholic, right? Like, I don't want to make it a thing. 
Mm-hmm. And that cost me. And so I think I learned it's okay to make something a thing if that thing is really, really important to you, which... Yeah, but <clears throat> and I think that it is important to, you know, trust but verify. <laughs> right. But also, you know, like this is... How many times have you ordered a non-alcoholic drink at a place in the past 150 days Mm -hmm. and it's been a non-alcoholic drink? I mean, there's a certain, I think, point of like not holding everybody to the lowest common denominator. You got to stay vigilant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think I see what you're saying and I wish that was the case, but you know that this has scarred me (laughs) and that I will, you know. There's no way I'm not going to ask. And it's not worth it, honestly. It is worth it for me to be a little bit annoying and to double check and to make it a thing. Yeah. Um, And I think at the beginning of my sobriety, I was especially nervous about that because I didn't want to bring attention to it. And I didn't always want to talk about it or know how to talk about it. I mean, I'm still in the beginning of my sobriety, but in the first couple of months, I didn't really always want to talk about it. And... I mean, I think I did want to talk about it, but I didn't really know how. I didn't feel confident in talking about it. And now I don't really care. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm happy to talk about it if people have questions. But I'm definitely more willing to make it a thing now. Um, But I thought one interesting thing for us to kind of talk about would be what maybe what it was like for you to be an observer of this whole event and or something we've talked a little bit about that I think could be, I think, interesting for other people to hear about is what has it been like for you, for me to become sober and for this to become a part of our lives when Mm -hmm. that was probably not something you anticipated or foresaw as a part of your future. It's a big thing. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it is a big thing. Um, and I want you to be honest. I'm going to lie. <laughs> two, two truths and a lie. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I was nervous. Um, I was nervous that we wouldn't... I mean, this is, it sounds say it, but it, I, horrifying I, to say, but we wouldn't relate. <laughs> you know, we wouldn't find any connection anymore. And, and I think even beyond that, I was fearful that you were like, you would feel better than me. You know, that like, you know, that you would be like, well, <clears throat> I don't need this thing. And... Uh-huh. you need this thing and so uh-huh. like contemptuous I thought at first I thought you meant like feel better physically and I was like well I probably do <laughs> but oh yeah for sure <laughs> but, but you mean like uh, contemptuous that I think I'm a better person than you and I don't need you anymore yeah that you're more evolved you've evolved beyond this mm. this youthful crutch that we have and that you know like you're you're staying the same and I'm mm. growing. Mm. And so that was, you know, <clears throat> a fear that I have is like, 
man, she's going to really, she's doing this great thing for herself and she's really happy and found like this peace. And, um, like I'm just here maintaining the days Mm. and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was like a really big fear that I had initially and then would have over time. Um, but you know, over time I felt, I, I saw that it, the depth of our relationship, not surprisingly, wasn't, you know, predicated on, on, that. on glasses of wine and, you know, yeah. cocktails at a cocktail bar. I mean, that mm-hmm. there's a deeper connection between the two of us than, than just that. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was, I think strengthening in my resolve too, that maybe, Hmm, I don't need this as much in my life either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I really, I mean, began noticing that earlier, but was kind of a bit afraid to really confront that. Mm. And then, you know, getting COVID <laughs> um, and kind of having like a natural break from it kind of made me think, okay, maybe this is kind of our opportunity to, to try to, I mean, fortunately, like it's tough to say extricate Mm -hmm. this from a dominant part of my life Mm -hmm. and, um, the habit of it. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've had to do that before with cigarettes, like, Mm extricating it from like a dominant part of my life Mm -hmm. where it was, you know, like a foregone conclusion versus a choice. Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. this is at this time I do it at this time I do it at Mm -hmm. this time I do it. Mm -hmm. And there has to be like a, a break to get to there. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it became a slow burn, I think for me to. Mm -hmm. So you had been, I didn't realize you had been thinking about it before COVID. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it, but it's, it, you know, like it, the gremlin of like an addiction is that like to, to say it out loud. Is, right. It's like, <laughs> it's like I mean, don't say what's, yeah. what's that word? It's like, don't say Voldemort. You don't know about Harry Potter, but you're like, you know, you're not mm. supposed to say the the villain out loud. Oh, well, it's like Candyman. Okay, is that what Candyman is? Mm-hmm. Don't say Candyman. Five times in the mirror in the dark. Okay. Woof. Mm-hmm. Yep. No thanks. Okay. Do try it right up. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> okay. I do not. I'm going to pass. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you're feeling like maybe you were starting to think about it before COVID, but didn't want to say it out loud because it just felt too scary. Yeah. <clears throat> it felt too scary to, to try to... Yeah, confront that idea of maybe I don't need this. Maybe I'm too, maybe less, more than I don't need this. Maybe I'm feeling like I need this too much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to, you know, pacify the day. Yeah, right, right. And uh, that became a scary thought to confront. And 
even more scary. Like, could I, if I tried and I can't, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what does that mean? Yeah. So I think COVID coming along and creating mm-hmm. that break and me like, okay, well, maybe I, maybe I can do this. Maybe mm-hmm. I can extricate this from a regular part of my life mm-hmm. and make it a occasional part of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been a much happier Yeah, I was going to ask, existence. how has it felt since you have been experimenting with that? Much more enjoyable. Life is? I mean, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> life is, and, you know, I, you know, there's a level of, of happiness. Um, mm. Just kind of like excitement that necessarily, that wasn't necessarily there before. Mm. You know, that wasn't resultant of a few cocktails. Yeah, you know? right. It was just like a man, what is this day going to bring? Yeah. You know, yeah. What can I do now? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I thank you for mm-hmm. kind of opening that door and creating that um, realization that my relationships aren't requiring of you know, a shared imbibing. Yeah. It's a. I can interact and and be a positive experience with people without, you know, having drinks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a thing I think that I think going way back is <clears throat> sort of like as a. You know, a child who was a late bloomer and who had difficulty kind of like fitting in sometimes socially and then finding like, hmm, you know, like having a few drinks makes me less self-conscious about those things Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel okay about saying stuff and whoa people are you know receptive to this and it wasn't necessarily that I was drinking or drunk that they were receptive it was just me being me Mm -hmm. and like that I needed to something to unlock that yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that just kind of you know yeah. Stayed as the crutch for a long period of time. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so we were talking about your sobriety. No, I asked you. I well, no, I asked you how you felt about yeah. Which I want to. I just. I think you just now voiced a lot of fears that I think a lot of people have about. You know. When something is so ubiquitous as drinking, it can start to feel like, yeah, but how am I going to go on a vacation without this? Or how are we going to go on a date without this? Or how are we going to 
you know, what is it going to be like without this? And I think being able to say out loud, like, yeah, I was worried that we weren't going to be able to connect or that, you know, just feeling fearful. And then also you voiced, I think, a lot of concerns that I had when I stopped in the beginning of just like, this feels harder than I thought it was going to feel to consider, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of the, as you can see, I'm sure you felt like you probably did all this like hedging. It sounds like, and like, should I do this? Like all this bargaining. And then once you just decide to make a shift, that's actually the easy part. It's like all the debating beforehand. Like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Which is what I wrote about in my newsletter, which is part of the reason why I decided to fully take it off the table. Because for me, like, let's say I was going to do like more of like a sober curious thing and be like, I'll just decide each time I go out, like if this is the occasion that warrants it for me, that consideration was so debilitating that like I had a couple events I had, like I went to go visit a friend and then I had like, I was going to see my, for my niece's graduation and then going to Mexico and then you know, family vacations and all this, it just kept building up. And like the, for me personally, because of how my brain works, the consideration of all of that was so unpleasant Mm. (laughs) that I was like, I need to just like not think about it anymore. And that has been a, a large part of the relief for me is just like, I don't have to think about it anymore before this weekend where this thing happened and then I had to fucking think about it again. But, um, yeah, I think I appreciate you being so honest about the things that you were worried about with us. And then also being so honest about your feelings towards it. I think, I know you're probably feeling uncomfortable because I'm validating you right now, so I'll stop. But, um, yeah, I just think it's really helpful to be transparent in the way that you just were. So I can't tell, I can't read you right now. No, no. I mean, I appreciate the, that. I mean, I'm just, this is, this is what you were just, well, I was kind of thinking that, I don't know if it's your shirt and the, the headphones and the way your hair is part, you look like <laughs> princess Leia <laughs> from star Wars. <laughs> So, so that was the look on your face. I was like, God. You're right, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never just been validated by Princess Leia before. And mm-hmm. now I don't feel like Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Oof. Or Luke. Mm-hmm. Luke. Well, that's more Harrison Ford because Luke is her brother. Mm-hmm. And they kiss. You should take a picture of me right now we, so we can show the listeners what. Okay, but you don't turn your head. Keep your head straight up. Like this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now say, Luke, I am your sister. Luke, I am your sister. Yeah. Okay. You know I've never seen Star Wars, so I can't speak to any of this. Um, Well, anyway, I appreciate you being honest about that and talking about, yeah, just some of the fears of you know that's one of the reasons why 
I, well, I wanted to write about it because it's a big part of my life now, but also I think talking about sobriety or being sober curious is a spectrum. Like I think a lot of people think about addiction a very specific way and being able to, I think, redefine what we want for ourselves. Like what I, one of the things I mentioned this week when I was writing is this idea of like rock bottom and feeling like I didn't have a, a good one or good enough one to justify removing alcohol from my life and calling myself a sober person. And I referenced the story that this other newsletter on Substack called morning person, Leslie, who writes on there said competitor, competitor. Um, she, she also has a podcast, so she's like very much a double competitor. competitor. She talked about an AA meeting she went to for her master's program because she's becoming a therapist herself. And she was very, very overcome with emotion having gone to the meeting and she was like, why am I getting so emotional? Like I'm just here to observe and, uh, and someone, and she mentioned, I think while she was at the meeting, like, you know, I don't have a rock bottom, but yet I'm hearing your guys' stories and I'm feeling so moved. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't have to drink, but like, I feel like I don't want, she was just kind of realizing like, do I need to be in this room for a different reason other than being a student? And someone came up to her after the meeting and said, rock bottom is wherever you stop digging, which is like a very common AA saying apparently. And that really, when I read that, I felt like, right. Mm. And I can decide what my rock bottom is, which is like, I was feeling, feeling very disconnected from myself and feeling fucking tired all the time. And I knew that if I stopped drinking, that would help exponentially. And I had this voice in my head being like, you don't need to stop. You don't even really drink that much. And that kind of framing kept me for a long time from feeling the way I've been feeling the last five and a half months. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, this like, it feels so frustrating. And even as a therapist, I think I had this framing of like, well, if I don't meet, you know, alcohol abuse disorder in the DSM, then like, I probably don't need to stop. And like, that's not the right question. The right question is, how are you feeling in your life? What do you need more of? What do you need less of? And, um, so I I wanted to write about it because I think, I think there are a lot of people who are wondering about their relationship to alcohol. And if you only think about it in a very specific way, I think like me for a very long time, you might limit your ability to really look at this thing and legitimize it. And and that's another thing that I think about with what happened on Friday or whatever day this happened, that going through this again and restarting and like resetting my sober date with, with everybody's awareness, with you sitting next to me, with feeling more confident in it, it feels less in the shadows than it did when I was in May I wasn't sure if I was going to, when we left Mexico, I think I said like, I'll probably do this again in two years when we go on 
a trip, just the two of us. Like my intention was like weddings and vacations or whatever. And this feels like I can kind of embrace this restart as like, this was the time where I was doing it kind of out and proud and like, I can own it now. I think when I first started again, it was like, do I even have the right to use the word sober? Mm. Um, and so I just wanted to, I guess, normalize different ways of being alcohol free. So, yeah. And I think, you know, you mentioned COVID and and how it, it sort of did shift kind of created a fuck all (laughs) mindset for everybody. I mean, the hopelessness of that experience, like, right. And like, you know, and I think, you know, and I think back to that, I remember like (laughs) early on there was, you know, I think it was a Friday and there, it was like, I don't remember how far into it was, but they were like, Okay, well, um, oh, right. City gonna... and County in Denver, we're going to shut down liquor stores for the foreseeable future beginning at midnight tonight. Mm-hmm. And I, like, <laughs> ran into the other room where I was like, they're shutting down the liquor stores. We got to go. And I drove to, like, three and, like, got just, like. And there were lines of people, right? Lines and lines and lines of people. <laughs> Outside of, I had to go to like small liquor stores. Like, what do you got? School? I'll take it. Give oh, me, God. give me seven. Oh God! It was like, um, it was very like, uh, let's if we could hold a mirror up to that yeah. moment, and then, yeah. you know, then that sort of normalized. You know, that's, well, then they they pulled that back because of the reaction to it. Yeah, they were like, oh, you guys are like. <laughs> You know what the dumb thing was that what I heard was like that was just Denver County, so you could we could have gone to oh. like across you know okay. just Aurora. five sure. minutes away, and <clears throat> but you know our little addict minds were like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know and it did you know shift because like you couldn't go out, you couldn't do anything. It was like okay. How are we going to create a fun house in this twelve hundred square foot house? And it was like, okay, this is a good, you know, breaking yeah. of the tension, mm-hmm. which alcohol has that ability to do momentarily, but yes. you know, in the long run, it's not the really cumulative the... effect on your sleep and your irritability, and you know, your ability to feel what's happening in your life. And the truth is, is like. I don't know that I would have want. I mean, I can understand not wanting to be fully present through that experience because it was rough and, you know, it separated the mornings and the afternoons from the evenings and, you know, and it was very like, yeah, I mean, now that I'm sober, of course, I wish I could have lived that sober as well. Um, but I do think that that had a big effect on a lot of people. And I, 
Which is funny now that I'm thinking about it because COVID is what made you get in COVID versus living through mm, the pandemic no. and the shutdown is different than you having just recently got it. And actually that was, no. <laughs> that was your catalyst to maybe drink differently, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is funny. Um, wow. Yeah. Anyway, so that's something that is you know, a part of our, my life, our life now. And, uh, I'll probably write more about it in the future, just about my process. But I think for now, I, I, I wrote about it because it was a big thing that happened and, and talking about it and writing about it and, um, acknowledging that night and the next couple of days, how upset I was about it. And just like, not trying to rationalize it. I honestly feel so released from it. Like I really don't, I'm, I don't know if you can feel that from me, but like, yes, I was very upset for two days and then I wrote about it, which really, really helped and give a narrative to it and talk about what it meant to me. And now I feel fine. <laughs> So, yeah. mm -hmm. which I think for me, every time something like that happens, it's a good reminder of like, if you can just let yourself be upset about something and ask for the support you need and use the outlets that you need to use, it will fucking pass. Nothing lasts forever. And you don't need to be mad about something forever for it to be legitimate to be mad about it in the first place. And... Mm -hmm. You know, I can see you kind of wincing when I'm act when I said I'm com completely fine, which makes me wonder if you're like, well, then why do you have to get so upset if you feel fine now? No, I mean, <clears throat> I'm experienced enough to know that there's it takes a process to get to that point, and there are, I've plenty of times felt like. Let's fast forward to the process. I know where this is going to get to, mm. but the process is important. Mm -hmm. Trust mm -hmm. the process, as mm -hmm. they say. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was getting really frustrated with you the night that it happened because you were trying to fast forward the process. I don't think I was trying to fast. I was trying to slow down the process. I was like, oh, I mean, I think that's what. Me being like, I'm, I'm here for you. I support you. Like continually mm. <clears throat> asking about that. I'm trying to just mm. maintain the, where you're at. Mm. That felt to me like you were trying to fix it. And. <laughs> yeah. I bet it feels like you can't win, huh? Yeah. It does feel like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's, I think, okay, let's be honest. I think, I don't know. My sense from you was it was hard to just kind of sit and let, watch me be upset and like, you know, that caused some restlessness in you, understandably, and didn't know what to do, didn't know what to say, but didn't want to leave me hanging, but didn't want to quote unquote fix it and you know yeah it was interesting like when we got home <laughs> you like 
were kind of like standing in our bedroom, just kind of looking at me. And I was like, I'm okay. I'm just like upset and I want to write about it. And like, and, and you were just kind of like sad puppy looking at me like, and then I'm like reassuring you like, no, I'm okay. And I was like, I couldn't, I think, I think you just wanted me to know that you were here for me. Um, but you, that you're doing the opposite. Like, that's what I, you know, you're saying, yeah, I'm okay. It's fine. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do this to get through it. And like, and I'm saying like, it's okay. I'm here for you. I support you. This was really difficult. I'm sorry that this happened to you. Like, uh-huh. this is really tough. I understand this is really tough. And I wanted you to know that I, you know, I appreciate you and I appreciate what you've done. Mm-hmm. Like I'm saying all of the affirming, mm-hmm. like, stuff to keep you there and you're saying all the things to move you out of this and which is like the like the opposite like Mm. normally it's you being like no i just want to be in this i just need you to tell me that's okay and this is fine and i'm like oh you're gonna be okay why don't you try to write about it why don't you try to do this and why don't you try to do that and like Uh 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 i can see what you're saying yeah yeah i think Yes, I can totally see what you're saying. And I think taking my lead about what I need at any given moment, right? Like you're shaking There's your head. There's no leads. I know, but if, no, no that's not that's not fair. On Friday I said what I needed, which is like I don't need you to say anything. I just need you to stand here with me and I'm just gonna write and mm-hmm. I get, listen. I was just talking to you about a circumstance where I have felt exactly what you're describing, which is like, what do you fucking want from me? Mm -hmm. Um, And I can hear how that probably felt like that. And I think... I hope that you can trust me. Oh, you know what it is? I think it's the computer is what that loud noise is. Oh, yeah, it's our 1985 IBM. Um, Yeah, I think it's trusting, and I can understand maybe why that feels precarious for you, but, like, trusting me to tell you, and if I'm telling you I need a break, like, tonight when I fell and concussed my head, and I was like, I just need a second, and that's exactly what I needed, and it was great, and you gave me space, and then I, you know... But it seems like it's hard to trust me. Well, I think it's just hard for anybody. I mean, I think you don't always know what you want in the moment. You don't always know how to convey what you want. And afterwards, you can kind of look back and be like, I really wish you would have done this in that moment. But it's not going back to that moment. Mm -hmm. It's not like... I know I have this plenty of times where I'm in a situation and you're like, oh, you seem distant. Let me come and give you comfort. And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't really want comfort. Mm -hmm. And like, don't ask me what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, you hate that. And so like, it's it's not easy. It's not easy to react appropriately or to react the way that... um, the other person would want or the way that, you know, 
you've talked about even going into that situation the way that you would want that because it's it's different. Mm-hmm. So, but I think the thing that I wonder if could be helpful for us is like it is not our responsibility to know or to anticipate what the other person needs and that it's your responsibility when you're upset to tell me what you need and vice versa. (laughs) You're looking at me like no way. (laughs) Yeah. I just don't, I don't, you don't think that's possible. No. Okay. I mean, I, I don't, I don't foresee that. Happening all the time. I think that's no, right. okay. idyllic. Uh, like a hundred percent of the time, maybe not. But maybe we could shoot for more of that. Of like, it's our responsibility to be clear about what we need when we need it, and try to do less doing that work for the other person. Yeah, but I think that goes. You know, that, that's that's great if you're in self in those moments and you know what you need, you know, like we're not going to know what the fuck, you know, like sometimes when you're in those moments, you're like in a lot of different parts that are happening and like, you're not going to be able to, and that's okay. Accurately. But I think, so you think, I don't know. I mean, then what's the alternative? That the other person knows you better than you do, even if you're triggered? I don't know, but I, I don't think that... I think we're, we can just trust that we're going to do our best for each other when we're going to do it. And if it's not... Okay. If, okay. It's not, if it's not what you want and totally need in that moment, like, just trust, like, okay, thanks... I don't really love this right now, but thanks. I appreciate where you're coming from. Like, it doesn't have to be like a... I'm going to write that down. Thanks for not really loving this right now. Yeah, that's it. Like, you just... That's all you have to do and, you know, and the other person can maybe trust it, maybe doesn't trust it, but they're just going to, you know, you'll give me what you think... Okay. What you're receiving and how you're giving it back, and I'll do the same. Like, okay, so you're not even willing to move that a little bit. What do you mean, move it? Move the needle towards us doing that work, taking a little bit more responsibility for our own communicating and less anticipating. No, I'm I'm good with that. I mean. Okay. No, I, I I can get behind that, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I mean, it's just. I understand not a hundred percent of the time, but I think because I think sometimes that causes conflict when we're kind of like, well, you know, she should know what to say or what to do, or like, like I think about your vasectomy, where it's like you just assumed <laughs> that I would know. And would want and should be, rather than being like, hey, I have this procedure. I need you to come and pick me up and drop me off, and I'd like you to be there. And that would be that. And I think, you know, I think it requires owning a little bit more vulnerability. And I know I do the same thing, so you're, I'm putting you in the hot seat. But I know that I can do a better job of being like, I don't expect you to know how I feel about this thing this is really important to me. I, 
would like you to re- read my newsletter, you know, read a draft of this. Like, I think, I think the anticipating or expecting the other person to know causes conflict. Yeah. And I think, yes. Um, but. And. No, but. <laughs> Definite but. We both have the same ailment of shutting down mm-hmm. and not communicating that stuff mm-hmm. and ex- and expecting the other person to anticipate this is what you need to do in this fucking moment right now mm-hmm. like I would I would fucking take a bus back from my vasectomy I'd take a bus home they're <laughs> <laughs> not gonna release you to a bus Fuck that. I'll go on a goddamn bus if I want to go on a goddamn bus. But, okay, but why couldn't you just say, like, hey, I think this is the kind of thing where I'm going to need you to pick me up and drop me off. Like, you did the same thing with the fucking... Frankly, with the, I, don't, with, I don't know. With the fucking colonoscopy, you did the same thing. I'm they just did, like, they haven't told me. They haven't told me that I can't okay. operate a vehicle. This has been no, okay. no discussion. It's very simple to call up and say, I'd like to schedule this. Okay, great. See you then. There was no prep. There was no whatever, like, this is what you're going to need. Hours in advance. Take the day off. It was just like, okay, sounds good. And this is the same doctor that you had it scheduled with before, right? Yes. Okay. Because you (laughs) you are so frustrated with me right now. (laughs) Okay. What's... Speaking of the thing we're talking about, what's happening for you right now? Nothing's happening. This is the same guy. Same guy. What? what okay. <laughs> <laughs> you seem so frustrated. <laughs> no, I don't. You're asking me for answers that I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, I think in time the answers will come. Like, I think we. I think we figured out the answers last week. That you need to be driven. And I'm happy to do it. From the Googles. Happy to do it. Um, listen, you're right. I, I, I'm not saying that this is a solution to everything, but I think... Miscommun- I think so much of miscommunication is not communicating at all. Mm-hmm. And... It's a very enlightened position that you're coming from. It was like, yes, we should always, like, let's endeavor to always communicate (laughs) everything that we're really feeling and experiencing. And then that way, we will never have this problem of anticipating and assuming. That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Okay, Buddha. Yeah, I am. Welcome. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not what I said. I think I'm just articulating that something I felt happened with this thing last weekend that was just an interesting observation of, like, it seemed like you felt responsible for me and my feelings. Mm. And you were not. You are not. And yeah, yeah. I mean, in a way, it was like 
you know. Do you feel like it these was people have harmed you? Mm. You know, and there is a degree of like a protector <gasps> thing that comes out of right. like. Are you going to beat up the bartender for me? Maybe, but I'm sure Lizzie would have. Libby was ready to. Oh, Libby was going to. Libby went up to the bartender and asked oh. what happened. Oh, okay. Um, Lizzie was ready to um, not pay her bill. Okay. <laughs> Everybody had their. Different... Lizzie was like, "We got a free meal coming, <laughs> you Um, she didn't say that, but she was kind of like, "Do you want me to talk to someone?" Um. Yeah, and I can see that. I think I can understand feeling protective. And do you feel bad because you tasted it and you thought that there wasn't any alcohol in it? No. <laughs> Nor should you. I mean, you could give me that that drink, right? You know, uh-huh. even you still. give me those one an NA and an, I mean, it's tonic. Tonic is such a strong flavor. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. It's really difficult to taste mm-hmm. gin through a tonic, especially that was like tonic with like, you know, a flower in it. Well, and in my research about like, should I reset my sober date? I was on Reddit, which is, you know. The source. Yeah, it's a source. It's a place where I found a lot of answers in parenting, but it's mm-hmm. also can be a bad place to go. And people, there was a bartender on there saying that this happened to them, that they accidentally served someone. And and all the people in the comments were like, that person is lying to you. They would know if there was alcohol in there. Like, you know, a person would know that if they've been sober and like all this. I was like, whoa, okay. Strong feelings out the gate. Um, that was not my experience. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. You know, because I have had drinks that taste so close to like alcohol that I, I mean I was like joking about it tasting so close but I really didn't think that it had anything in it um yeah yeah and I mean to my credit I was drinking a gin martini at the right. time right. you were so, like what's different between the gin I already have mm, and this the gin? tastes like tonic <laughs> this one tastes like gin the martini one tastes like gin this one tastes like tonic water yeah yeah mm-hmm. Um, anyway, well, thanks for talking that through with me. Really got into the, the yeah, business. We've, clearly we've solved. Uh, um, did you have anything on your list that you wanted to bring up? I can't remember if I have anything on my list. One nerd half of my list. One thing I have written down is my elbows. You know how I always hit my elbows on things? Yeah. Yeah, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> wow, really stoking conversation here. <laughs> I think it's time for Lion's Corner Part 2. Um, it's okay. So what does that say? What does your thing say? Elbows. No, it says... What's that about? It just says my elbows. <laughs> That is it. That is something that you've given to Archie. He also is a whacker. Yeah, he really whacks it. Um, so one thing I was thinking about doing is pulling a card, which is similar to this newsletter I read on Substack called "Between a Rock 
and a card place, which is cute. And she pulls like a tarot card and does like a reading on it. These are um, cards from an ACT deck, which stands for Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. And I was thinking you could pick one. Pick one. Hopefully you don't pick the, like, explanation of the deck. Okay, I'll give it to me. Oh, there's lots of them. Which one? You pick one of those. No. That one. Okay. So this is... Ooh, interesting. Okay. So this one is called... This is from the values part of acceptance and commitment therapy. And the skill is called flip the list. Make a list of the qualities you don't want to express in each domain of your life. Relationships, family, work, recreation, community, and health. Now flip the list by coming up with the opposites of each of these qualities, qualities that you do want to embody in each area of your life. How might your behavior change if you were to bring these valued qualities to each area of your life more often? That's interesting. So qualities you don't want to express. Hmm. So in relationships... Let's start there. Okay. What's, a, what's a, qu- a quality you don't want to express in that domain of your life? I don't want to express. Um, um, quality I don't want to re- like re- express in relationships. I don't know. like um, Physical violence. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like aggression, I guess. <laughs> okay, okay. Um now flip those by coming the opposite of each of these qualities. So that would be like sensitivity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what about at work? What's a quality you don't want to express at work? Being a pussy. Okay. So the opposite of that is being a dick. <laughs> being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Um, okay. Health. Let's Health. go with what we've talked about. What's a quality you don't want to express in that domain of your life? Um, laziness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the opposite of that would be activity. activity yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, so that could be like a fun thing that I might even put in the newsletter too. That was a new bit. I thought that was kind of cool. New fun bit. Yeah. So mm-hmm. flip the list. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of fun. Do you want to ask me to do one? <laughs> Speaking of flipping the list. Okay, I'll ask you to do one of oh, the same. Yeah. The same. Why don't you pick a category? Oh. Well, didn't you do all these categories already? I mean, but, yeah, but you didn't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Is it this hard for you to be on that side of it? Make a list of the no, qualities you don't, you don't to want to express thing. in each time. Can you pick life. a category that you'd like me to exercise this on? Uh, recreation. <laughs> I don't even know what that would mean. Recreating. What does that mean? In this, I know volleyball. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Is that really what it means? Like I know, (laughs) I know parks and rec, but like recreation. Yeah, highlight. (laughs) I fucking can't with you. I gotta look up the definition. 
You're looking at the definition of recreation. The recreation. I just want to be, you know, I want to be specific. Recreation. An activity done for enjoyment when one is not working. Okay. <laughs> what are you laughing I'm about? Just glad we uncovered that one. Well, that was new information to me. Sure it is. Sure. Okay. So what's a behavior or quality I don't want to exhibit about that part of my life? Um, waste. Waste. Like wasted shots? Wasted. Just like I don't want to waste that time. Mm. I don't want to okay. be frivolous or neglectful and careless. Okay. So, so the, the opposite would be? Intention. Intention, the opposite of waste. Okay. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, I guess I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> waste is the, you know, the lack of care. Mm-hmm. Intention is the mm-hmm. most I care. being, like, careless. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to ask me another one? Seems like you don't want me to. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Okay, you're here. <laughs> You've checked the first box. Is she here? Yes. <laughs> Next, can she hear me? Yes. Community. Community. Um, I think a quality I don't want to express in that area would be. Indifference. Okay. And mm-hmm. so then I think the opposite of that is like Care. caring. Mm-hmm. Caring about your community. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. Well, the list has been flipped. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and like figuring out what your values are is a big part of acceptance and commitment therapy. Um, so. Yeah, I think unless you have something else you want to touch base about. Do you want to do Texas Rangers Corner at all? That's everything you got to say about, about that. I actually do have something to say about that because I was watching the press conference with the Diamondbacks coach, I think, after. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, like, you know, basically, like, how long until you feel better or whatever. And he said something like, to be honest, I want to go camping by myself and like suck my thumb and eat ice cream, something like that. Where like mm. he was just like, I know I'm going to feel better, but like first I really and he like kind of was like, is that the weirdest answer you've ever gotten? And I was like, I fucking loved it. Like it was so honest and real and just like, no, I'm going to feel horrible for a little bit. Um and I want to comfort myself with things and I'm not going to give you some like canned answer. Um, so I, I do have something to say about that. Okay. I, I thought that was really, I actually made a note of that to maybe write about. So you brought me back to that. Okay. I guess Texas Rangers corner continues. That, that one was about the diamondbacks. Well, it's, you know, adjacent. It's adjacent. Yeah. 
Um, can't wait to hear what's going to happen next week on Ranger's Corner. I don't even know where. What, what if it's like Ranger's Roost? Ranger's you know? Roost. Perfect. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. I don't know anybody that plays there. You know, the Bush family does own them still or used to own them? Like George W.? The W's. Oh, is it in Houston? Is it in Houston? We have a problem. The Texans? Excuse me? What are they called? The Texas Rangers. Is that what they're called? Yeah. The Texas Rangers. Okay, but what city? Dallas. Outside of Dallas. Outside of Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know these things. Yeah. Um, Geography. Sorry. It's hard for oh, me. Geez. It's hard for me. Um, well, I think that's it. It was kind of a heavier one, but I think a necessary one. Yeah. Hidden the heavy. We'll be back for the jokes next week. We'll be back for the jokes. This, this was brought to you by... My concussion. Heaviness and sadness and concussions and addiction. Enjoy your life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey. He's signing off. Oh, my God. Forever. Yeah, yeah. probably. Should we just be done? Feels like a weird way to end it. <laughs> we had no cats. We had no cats. I know. Well. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, oh, God, I had a funny Archie thing I wanted to tell you, but I can't remember. Anyway, I think that's it for this week. Okay, well, I'll um, see you next week. Uh huh. I'll probably talk to you next week, but live next to you and sleep in the same bed and. Let's reserve, as we always do, any conversation for, for this, this hour for next this. week. That's right. And if you'd um, like to rate and review us on Spotify and Apple and a little bit of word of mouth, yeah, spread the love. And yeah, we'll see you same time next week. Yep. Same bat station, same bat time. Are you saying bat? Bat. B-A-T? Yeah. It was like the the um, the Batman series. It was same bat time, same bat channel. Or something okay, like yeah, you've been saying that. It's kind of like it's kind of my. Thing. That's yours. <laughs> and, uh, that's your sign off. Okay. Yeah. Well, mine is booge. Okay. Booge. See, see ya. Hi everybody. Quick disclaimer: the information provided on dialoguing in this podcast is for informational purposes only. This podcast does not provide any professional or medical advice. Anything written or spoken should not be a replacement for medical, clinical, professional advice, diagnosis, or medical intervention. If you take any action as a result of what you consume here, this is based solely on your decision, and this podcast cannot be held liable for the consequences of any action or inaction. By consuming this podcast, you agree that there have been no guarantees made about the results of taking any actions, whether recommended or not. This podcast provides educational and informational resources that are intended to help readers and listeners thrive in their lives. You nevertheless acknowledge that your ultimate success or failure will be the result of your own efforts, circumstances, and the innumerable factors beyond the control and scope of this podcast. Accessing and otherwise utilizing this podcast does not create a therapist-client relationship. 
Nothing in this podcast is meant to be a replacement for the services provided by a trained mental health or medical professional.